Welcome back to the Goblin Gully of Exclusivity and Privilege. Episode 45 The Dead Wait The truth this time, sweet Hazel. All of it. Wolf speaks softly, as if the memory he's recalling can be damaged by talking too loudly. All of the other changeling babes have been returned. All except you. Your parents were, were good people. And they deserved you. Just as you deserved them. It's lovely when that happens. When goodness gets what's coming to it. So I volunteered to bring you back. They gave me an amulet. Something given to them by an old drifter on the night you were born. They said it would guide me, protect me, and all of the things that an amulet is supposed to do. Well, it did its duty and then some. But it was in no hurry. It it took weeks to track you. Opal Tinsley had dragged you to the other side of the Whisperlands. Chattering chuckleberries spread all kinds of rumors that I had been eaten by a gomp wallop, slain by Manjangos, or perished in the Weeping Wastelands. None of them true, of course, but your, your parents gave up hope and set out to find you themselves. Hazel's eyes well up, and for the first time ever... She doesn't try to choke back the tears that come. They came for me? They did. I told them not to, no matter what. But love is love. And it drew them to find you when they thought I couldn't. All that moxie must be where you get it from. Wolf smiles, but Hazel doesn't return the smile. She can tell which part of the story is coming next. Unfortunately, Moxie didn't prepare them for the warlocks and witchcraft. By and by, of course, I found you and wrestled you from Opal Tinsley, which was no easy feat. Fairies have more fight in them than most creatures. I would assume take up arms against a whole fleet of dragons before squaring off against Opal Tinsley again. It was only after nicking her wing with the one thousandth swing of my scythe that I was able to snatch you away from her. And then, after many days of walking, we had nearly returned to Cobbler's Gulch, but were stopped short when we came upon Xander Klimt. He'd cornered your parents just after they crossed the bridge of the spinning woman. I hid you in a patch of lilt blossoms so I could get between your parents and Xander Klimt. That coward cast a spell at me, aimed it right at my back. But I whirled around and the magic hit my leg. Right away I began turning into a goat, 
Xander's powers had diminished, so it was a goat instead of something far worse, just as Gretchen Hexenkopf is in oblivion and only able to turn people into goats. My foot turned into a hoof. Coarse hair sprouted over my ankle. The magic moved quickly, so I, I chopped off the leg with my scythe. Better a, a one-legged man than a four-legged goat. But when I was busy with my leg, Xander turned on your parents, cast the same spell. The magic hit them right in the chest, and they were bleeding goats in just a few blinks. A few paces ahead, Slurp mumbles something to himself. No doubt it's something nasty. But he has the good sense to keep it to himself. Wolf continues. That's when you started crying. And Santa Klimt came after you. I crawled as fast as I could. Not sure what I could have done to fight for you. But I crawled all the same. Just as he was about to snatch you out of the lilt blossoms, I grabbed hold of the hem of his overcoat. He spun around and cast another spell at me. This one aimed at my chest. But it never hit my chest. It hit the amulet. And I didn't know it. I'm not even sure your parents knew it. But there was a voice being held inside the amulet. A voice of the muses. And that voice spilled out. Prettiest thing I ever heard. Indeed. The voice of the muses is a lovely one. An aria that pulses with pure creativity. A force that blots out hatred and bitterness and dirty deeds and frowns and evil eyes and any urge someone might have to kick an old lady in the hip or even fart in a dog's face. It blots out all of this and more. It wasn't me that petrified Xander Klimt. It was the voice of the muses. It was your parents. Their gift saved me. Saved you. Saved all the Whisperlands by ending the Age of Gloom. Like so many orphans, Hazel has become skilled at hiding her sadness, her fear, her anxiety, and even her happiness and excitement. All it takes is a bite or two of her lower lip, and whatever she's feeling gets pushed down, deep down, deep down inside to wherever it is that won't allow anybody to see it on her face. In this way, orphans and warriors are similar. Emotions are to be packed away and dealt with when nobody's looking. But what Wolf just shared with her, the feelings it stirs, well, a bitten lip can't hold it back. Not for either of them. And before long, the young orphan and the old warrior find themselves in a moment of symmetry. To explain, there are all kinds of hugs. There are obligatory hugs, the kind you give to a grandma who smells like mothballs and pickled herring. There are unrequited hugs, usually given by the guilty to a receiver who's not yet been forgiven. 
They're casual hello and goodbye hugs, more formality than anything else. There are side hugs and bear hugs and back slapping hugs, and most of these hugs are lopsided. One of the two huggers needing more than the other. More affection, more warmth, more comfort. And the other hugger offering less. But on very rare occasions, there is the symmetrical hug, completely balanced by a need to both give and to receive. The hug between Hazel and Wolf is one of these. One that marks the jettison of so many years of regret, of sadness, of heartache, of dead weight. It's a hug that leaves each of them a great deal lighter and a lot less lonely. The force of the embrace radiates outward, and most tender-hearted creatures would surely be delighted, perhaps even warmed by the vigor and vitality of it all. It might even jostle a stone-hearted critter or two, but Slurp, being a goblin as he is, has no heart, so he does not respond with the customary smile or sigh or gentle nod. But the goblin's nastiness has no effect, and the hug lasts as long as it does, which is precisely as long as it needs to be. Are you all right, then? As good as I've ever been. Well, then. Let's get to the catacombs before Slurp Argle bargles himself to death. Thanks for listening. On the next Cobbler's Gulch. The Catacombs. In the meantime, listen closely. The muses are out there. If you can't hear them, Try listening with something other than your ears.